0: Soft growing speaking the truth to the state capitol. This is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln 1499 ninety nine three
1: all right, here we go. Friday, January 27th. It's 40 degrees. Feels like 40 winds uh, out of the west, three miles an hour, which means it's a really nice uh, winter day here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, I'm your host, Jack Riggins. We're going to get right to it. Uh, we've got uh, Senator Suzanne Geist on the line, uh, who just received the Lincoln Police Union's support or endorsement for her mayor candidate for Lincoln, Nebraska. Senator Geist, welcome to Drive Time, Lincoln.
2: Hi, Jack. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah,
1: thanks for giving us a short time. I know you're busy uh, with everything going on in the legislature, but uh, what does the uh, police union's endorsement mean to you and your candidacy for mayor?
2: Well, first off, I can't let it go without saying that this is a huge honor. Um, I have worked with Uh, LPD, OPD, uh, FOP, a number of law enforcement agencies across the state in my time at the legislature. So I've gotten to know a lot of these brave men and women and uh, what they do for our community. And so for them to put their trust in my candidacy and in me personally, it just means a whole lot. Um, Not only does it mean a lot to me personally, but to my campaign. It's a big boost, of course. It it shows confidence to the community, and um, so we're really excited about it. Yeah, you know, uh, the
1: union president, Jeff Sorson, had said that you consistently have stood with them, um, and they're proud to stand with you in the upcoming election. And uh, I know, you know, some of the Debatable. That's why we have elections. That's what we talk about: our, our crime as, as well as the manning of our force. Um, did you get right. the same sentiment as you discussed and as they endorsed you from them of their concerns?
2: I did. Um, there, uh, they expressed. Uh, now, uh, the union leader, uh, Officer Sorensen, was hesitant to take press uh, questions. Uh, he just. Pretty much let me feel those. And, um, however, I do know that, that they, when we have worked together, what they have seen with my tenure in the legislature is I support them. Sometimes I am the lone senator supporting them. Um, and sometimes I'm not the lone senator, but I am the one who speaks up for them. And, um, they appreciate that, and for people that leave their home every day and are willing to put their life on the line for a better community and a safer community, I feel like that is the least I can do is is to, make for one, make their job easier, make their job safer, and to help speak for them when they're not at the legislature to speak up for themselves.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. It's certainly a big honor uh, anytime time uh, that somebody like a police union and, and people that are in those first responder uh, positions that are serving our communities uh, stand for uh, somebody that's running for office. And, and so I'm sure it's made you really exciting. And I, I appreciate. I know you're busy with the legislature right now. Um, and there's a lot of topics out there. And it's a Friday, so we're not going to keep you. But uh, good luck uh, both In the Senate right now, in current legislature, and in this uh, upcoming race.
2: Thank you, Jack. I appreciate it. And I thank the listeners for their support. I really appreciate it.
1: You bet. Have a great weekend.
2: Thanks, Jack. You too.
1: All right. There you go, Senator Suzanne Geist. Just a quick update on the story that ran yesterday uh, as she is a candidate uh, for mayor here in Lincoln, Nebraska, along with current mayor, um, who has put her hat back in the ring, uh, Larry and Gaylord Bear, and uh, Stan Parker, um, who's a Lincoln radio executive. Uh, We've had both Suzanne and Stan on the show uh, before. Um, So, you know, in typical fashion, they're running on the conservative side. There will be a primary um, on April 4th, um, and you can expect that that will neck down to one. But nonetheless, the Lincoln Police Union um, coming out in support of Suzanne Geist, is big news in the city, and I think people should follow it if you're into politics, and uh, yeah, I appreciate her giving us the time. Well, and, and you yep. heard
3: from uh, Mayor Gaylor Baird on LNK Today on Wednesday this week, so that podcast is up at klin.com, so whether it's uh, Senator Geist or Mr. Parker or, or Gaylor Baird, they're at klin.com, podcast page.
1: There you go. And you know, folks, obviously I get really ramped up at times. I ebb and flow when I'm talking crime. Um, you know, that obviously is going to be a big, um, discussion item on this topic of our mayor's race from all the candidates as the races get heated up. And, you know, we'll let that play out as, as they definitely have different perspectives on where we're at on crime, where we're at on the effectiveness and morale of our police force. Um, And you're already starting to see that if you follow it kind of like we do. Uh, But nonetheless, I I think it's good for Lincoln to have, you know, anytime you have a sitting mayor that wants to serve again, there's experience there. Every time you have other candidates, you know, in the case of Suzanne coming from, you know, Senate and Stan, you know, I always say regardless of uh, party politics, having bench strength of people that want to serve – that are good people is a good thing for a community so that'll be interesting and yeah caleb's right at klion.com we got it all covered um i wanted to get to that fast so you know in standard radio form i do have to say i am your host jack riggins always restoring american values bringing common sense to the capital city caleb henry hello is in studio producing the show today Appreciate you coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It actually makes it easy because we're going to spend a a lot of the rest of the show talking what I think is the goodness and breath of fresh air surrounding Cornhusker football, which he is our main guy covering it and he knows a lot about it. Um, But I'd be remiss not to tell you that Johnny Cadillac is okay. He's taken a well-deserved vacation. He likes to go to a sunny climate and go on some cruise ships, Uh, and that is what he is on his way to do. But if you get a chance, check out his latest episode of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast on com. He dropped it last Monday, and it was just interesting timing. He reached out to a gentleman he knows, uh, Brady Barron. And Brady played football here at Lincoln East 18 years ago, and he suffered a really bad head head injury, and it could have killed him. And when Johnny interviewed him, it was about the time that the DeMar Hamelin stuff was happening. And so they were able to get, you know, from Lincoln East football to what was going on national and in Brady's story, uh, the conversation of the importance of concussion awareness in all sports, you know, the changes that are made in wrestling um, locally and around the world just in contact sports. To help protect uh, wrestlers from those injuries. And so, you know, Johnny with his passion for wrestling, you know, reaching deep to find local football, high school, you know, a success story of recovery. Um, you know, tied in a little bit with the national story and just while we all love our sports, um, you know, we do, <laughs> do want to see them be conducted safely and we tend to uh, really feel um, a little visceral response when we see an injury, you know, whether it be at the local high school events, younger kids events, or even in in national or in an event like wrestling. And that brings me to uh, the MWA. You know, I follow them with Johnny. Um, they have another event Friday, January twenty seventh at the Cornhusker Social Hall. Brian Blade, who's been on here a lot, is the current heavyweight champion. Uh, he'll be back wrestling. So if you want to check that out, Friday, January twenty seventh, here uh, at the Cornhusker Social, Hall, seven thirty. Real quick, a little national news, and then Caleb and I will start getting into. I'm just excited to that people around Husker football are engaging Husker football in a way that most of us that are Nebraskans have always wanted it and believe it to be. And I hope it continues. Obviously, I hope it leads performance. But first of all, uh, national news real quick. If you're n- not into it, that's okay. But uh, the Republican National Committee did do its vote for chairman a few hours back, and uh, the current chairman, Ronna McDaniel, is still going to be your chairman for the next two years. And uh, she got 111 votes out of 168. There was about 51 for uh, Harmeet Dillon. What's interesting about that is uh, we actually had Harmeet Dillon on this show all the way from California, and uh, Chairman Eric Underwood from the Nebraska Republican Party came in and talked about the process of which Nebraska Republicans just decided how to cast their vote up at the national level. And so um, what you have is it, you know, it played out nationally, and there's a lot of people on the Republican side have already seen it, are very frustrated. And so it just amazes me uh, the internal uh, consternation, if you will, of the not only National Republican Party, but. You know, what goes on here in Nebraska as well. But there you go. The RNC chair is Ronna McDaniel. That played out uh, big time. You know, Paul Pelosi tapes, Stay National, have been released. Both video. there's break. It's all over major media right now. And the 911 tape. Um, and let me tell you what. That stuff's always just ugly. But here's the thing. Here's my takeaway from that. That is an example of why... As soon as possible, and as legal as possible, why tapes and records need to be released to the public. Okay? So that the conspiracy theories and so that random goofiness of the internet age just doesn't go crazy. Right? Because just the tapes, which news media had to sue to get, shed a whole different light on what occurred that night. Or... Showed what some people were saying, right? But certainly just the tapes would have tamped down um a lot of craziness that's out there on both sides of the political aisle when something happens to a political figure's husband, in this case Paul Pelosi. Um, you know, it'll still play out in a court of law, but geez, I mean, do we really have to sue to get public records? I mean, that doesn't make sense to me, folks. So, you know, it is what it is. Locally here. I love it. I've talked about it a lot. i like to see that uh, we're getting the uh, <laughs> streetlights replaced. You know, I, I we've been saying we're going to do that for a while, and so it's nice that we're starting to make progress on that. We've got a good article on KLIN.com. And, uh, you know, to me, that's a feel-good story. I mean, we bought some lights. It didn't work out, so we're going around fixing them. Not going to go into the bombs. I did find that shocking if you were paying attention to the news in Lincoln, Nebraska. Just, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. Criminals in their mug shots never cease to amaze me. <laughs> you know, these just look like young, naive, troubled children right now. And, hey, i I'm glad that it wasn't worse than that. I'm glad that our first responders were out there. And, you know, individuals need to take some personal responsibility. And Human Elementary, congratulations on your Blue Ribbon Award. That's cool stuff. I love any time that I see education and our educators and the school systems are getting nationally recognized, even locally recognized, but that's a big deal, and, and I think that makes a lot of people in the community feel good uh, when we know that we're trending and getting recognized and doing the right things in our public school education. All right. I, Caleb Henry. That's me. Both producing and our sports guy. Initial take. You and I had talked a little off air. I actually broke my silence a little bit of trying not to comment on sports because it's not necessarily the area I'm focused on. Um, But I just had to say on Twitter how impressed I was with Matt Rule and what they're doing, and I really only have seen what they're doing statewide, mm-hmm. but just what I'm going to say is the integration into Husker culture and Nebraska culture and uh, work ethic to go out there and and just, you know, if I'm new to Nebraska going, what is Nebraska and how can I make it advantageous for my football program? Mm-hmm. What are your initial takes on, you know, how they've hit the ground running?
3: Well, I, I mean, so I'm... I'm on the younger end here. I'm still going to consider myself on the younger end. I'm 32.
1: Okay, I'm 48, so he is right. He's younger than me. He's <laughs> to me he's not young young. I wouldn't call him a kid. That's why I said the younger uh, you're, end. you're a young man. So Still. So I'm a middle-aged
3: man. Like my I don't have very vivid memories of what the 90s looked like. I I don't have vivid me- memories of even what the early 2000s looked like with the solar era. So I don't know I specifically what it looked like with those coaching staffs when they really locked down the state. Because that's the way it was. They they yeah. they locked down the oh, state. Yeah. And a lot of the talent wasn't necessarily going outside of the borders. Um now you would have some, like I mean, the the previous head coach went all the way out to Stanford initially mm-hmm. before coming back and winning a national championship here. So it did happen. Um
1: it was rare though.
3: But but then you had I, I know that there were the complaints during the Callahan era and then you have Bo Pelini come in, and you try to bring back the walk-on program, but what does, like, what does that all look like when you try to revamp something that hasn't been there for a few and years? And the rules
1: had changed significantly since the 80s, early 90s about yes. uh, Prop 48, I Well, think.
3: and th- that's something that doesn't get talked about no, enough. No, it doesn't. It is, is specifically, not the coaching changes or the style of play, but the rule changes from the 90s to what you saw happen during the Callahan years and right. through Pellini, through Riley. R- really, and, and just Frost. as
1: the program deteriorated and was no more to what it, the glorious right. walk-on program was. It's
3: almost more, and we don't necessarily have to go down that road, but uh, the 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 fall of the program almost is more to not being able to adjust to the, the changing of the rules. Uh, but seeing what Matt Rule and company are doing... That's so much different for me, to, to see coaches out at—they're trying to hit every single high school. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen them hit mine yet, so I continue <laughs> to watch. I refresh to see if Ed Foley has popped into Loop City at any time. But Loop City, Huskers! But they—and uh, right now, I think nine nine coaches are down in Arizona for uh, for the Riola quarterback. So you've got—those guys are going all in on recruiting, but to make it a priority, you might not get a lot of guys out of— these high schools. You might not ever get even a walk-on out of some of these high schools, let alone a preferred walk-on or a scholarship player. But now that you have those connections, those players see you there. Those communities see you there. If someone comes through, it it might be in a decade. And, and at that point, obviously, things are going well for a coaching staff if they're still around after a decade. Yeah, um, Especially in today's athletics. Those are the type of seeds that are being sown right now. And that's so nice to see when you have the administrators for schools say, "We've never even had a coach introduce themselves to us, let alone visit us." Yeah, it's nice to know that the coaching staff knows where we are. Those, that's from in town. Like, right. Th- that's not even stuff when always when you get out to the panhandle. So, so yeah, it's it's just so different to see with this coaching staff right now. And I think there's the part that you can only win what's in front of you. They don't have the games in front of them yet. They're winning what's in front of them. They, they're they're going above and beyond. And I think you could have definitely seen a fan base give some leeway to this coaching staff and say, "Hey, just go handle your business, get the recruits." They're taking the time to go visit all of these towns. No no one could have made that an expectation coming in, right? But they went and uh, placed that upon themselves, and it's really nice to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, there's obviously going to be naysayers, and and I would caution people to do that because. It, one of the things, if you're not from here, and you've never really been here, right? If you've never been to Nebraska, <laughs> and but you know about it, and especially if it's football, right? And that if you're coming from football into this place and know its history of football... You do want to travel around the state, and we often forget that there's so many interesting things in this state, not just our geography and the way it's spread out, but the people and the differences mm-hmm. between Omaha and Lincoln out to out west, and and all of those people, though, have one thing in common. They have loved through generations and generations Husker football and have supported it through thick and thin, and so I think it's twofold. I think it's a great way for them to get to know the state, get to know the people and the mm-hmm. way the people communicate and talk, and to your point, the high schools, and uh, and they are. They're winning what's in front of them right now, and that's a good sign. Yes. you know. And trust me, as we all know, everybody will judge the football on Saturday. Oh, we yeah, know well, that. We'll get to that point. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's take a break. 1,499.3 KLIN.
0: Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com chris offgren you're getting the 411 from dtl with commander jack riggins on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN.
1: all right folks uh caleb henry's in the studio producing the show i'm still your host jack riggins uh we're going to spend second segment just kind of kicking around husker sports maybe we'll go into basketball i'm going to take advantage of the fact that he's producing the show and johnny cadillac's uh out on vacation we had uh, suzanne geist on in the first segment, uh, just talking about her endorsement for mayor from the Lincoln Police uh, Union and her excitement about that. And uh, other than that, we're just kind of taking it easy here on a Frogman Friday on uh, Drive Time Lincoln,
0: 14993 3 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499 3 KLIN. All right, we're
1: back on Drive Time Lincoln uh second segment here uh on a Friday, January 27th, 27th. Yes, 27th. Jeez. Days just fly by in the winter. 39 days. This month's almost gone, man. I know. I know. I You've only been it here is. for like one of them, anyway. Well, you know, don't mention that. I uh, I, have, I have I have special needs to g- touch some warm weather every once in a while. Around.
3: That, that's all you and Johnny do is you guys just uh, abandon us here in Lincoln. Well,
1: drive time Lincoln does have a good history of uh, during the winters in Nebraska finding a way to get to warm weather between uh, cruises. And and I admit, folks, when I am gone, I am in warm weather uh, chasing the golf ball around. I I do have a sad alter ego. Of being obsessed with the ball and trying to get better, and each year that I try that, it seems I get worse, and so I often am questioning myself in my house of why am I doing this? <laughs> and it's not like I'm out, I, like I'm a good golfer, but I'm not, you know, an elite golfer by any means. And uh, yeah, it just drives me nuts. And I've so, I've
3: golfed once in my life. That was st- not putt putt.
1: Stay away from it.
3: Well, <laughs> it no, I'm kidding. so it, it it was in high school, and there was uh my best friend and I we had missed a a test because we had basketball okay and my teacher was like well i can't really like have you guys go do that test because you guys were already there when we gave the answers how's about uh her and her friend they were in a uh, they were in a golf league and they okay. said all right you're going to play us cuz it was just a nine hole course there in loop city and said all right if you guys beat us best ball, um through through nine holes <laughs> i'll just give you guys an a if you if we win i'll give you guys a c and i'm like all right whatever i've never played my buddy had. Yes. So I was able to just haul off. Okay. And at the very least, he was going to set us up decent. There you go. Out of the nine, we probably took seven of my drives. There you go. Because I was allowed to just haul off. It was like if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. Who cares? He's gonna pick
1: us up. Free the mind. Did you? Did you have some baseball experience? Oh yeah, I played. Ba- I there actually, it is. I got. I got recruited to play baseball okay. for college. So you have. You literally have hand-eye coordination because that's pretty cool. That you know, kind of really first time getting out there and, and being able to just even hit the ball where you can find it somewhere.
3: Well, okay. The other right. two, I'm pretty sure the ball went backwards. P- possibly. Like where you hit it off the the. Like the elbow at yes. the bottom of the club yeah
1: I almost hit myself yes I I I have a friend I, he will re- remain nameless but he knows if he's listening he uh, he hit a drive in a tournament that we were playing and it uh, it went backwards
3: it always sounds like from the people that play it's like oh yeah this could be really relaxing going out but then I also hear from people that are like this could just be a really frustrating couple of hours yeah. It's like. Whoa. Do, do you
1: want it to be relaxing? Do you want it to be frustrating? Do yeah. you want it somewhere in the middle? <laughs> I ham it up a little bit that it's frustrating. The truth is, is that I, you know, uh, when I walk, I enjoy just, it, it's about eight miles, you know, depends. If you do an 18-hole course, most are going to get you six to eight miles of mm-hmm. walking. And, uh, you know, you're out in nature. And what I enjoy about it is the process of trying to get better, trying to improve at little things. Um, mm. I like to ham up uh, the frustration part of it, but I will say, um, if you do get into that process and you do enjoy it, and and obviously some people do it for socialization, some some people I think these days do it for kind of like a small little party. <laughs> um, but I I just played to shoot the best score, and uh, but nonetheless, it it does occupy too much of your time there's no mm. doubt about it well as someone <laughs> who you did, think in your mind like you think about it
3: as much. someone who did track and field in college and it was always you're the only one in the ring or you're mm-hmm. the only one on the runway at any given time you can't control what anybody else is doing. Right. it was always you versus you yeah which feels very much the way golf is
1: yeah and i think i mean the guys that you know because i'm in this position where I do the radio and I'm, you know, retired from the military, I do find myself around a lot of athletes who come from team sports, and so I think part of that, that was my life as well, I think part of it is that it is an individual sport for the most part, and so that's very new Mm -hmm. if you were a team athlete, and, uh, you know, there's an enjoyment in that, but nonetheless, I mean, the the game can offer so much, whether it be socialization, whether it can be just a nice walk outside, whether it be trying to just individually get better, And uh, but I do agree with you. You you find out that if you're going to spend four hours out there, you, you shouldn't repeat Repeatedly do it if you're ruining your life going home upset. Right. It's just that's it's not a good way to do anything <laughs> for 4 hours. Without a doubt, uh that's Caleb Henry if you folks didn't know, you should know his voice from uh not only our sports coverage but uh LNK today in the morning. And uh you know, he's here covering for Johnny cuz he's right, Johnny's down in Florida taking a vacation. <laughs> uh we were talking about uh um, Husker football and kind of the refreshing nature and you know what's interesting is Caleb uh Kind of represents a generation of Husker fans that really doesn't have a reference point to the heydays of the '90s, so to speak. As you were saying, yeah. I thought I thought that was great when you said, "I always." And you might have said this earlier, but uh, you said it off air. Who who was your Husker when you were playing Sandlot that you thought of? And you said Jamal Lord. Jamal Lord. It was.
3: Uh, I was quarterback, so I was Jamal Lord, and pretty much we're just going to throw that ball up like it's five hundred.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And see immediately I was like, well, I was Turner Gill, you know, mm-hmm. and and that does kind of set what generation of Husker fan you are. Yeah. You know, interesting enough, you could do a whole show as Husker fans. As a matter of fact, I know we only have 20 minutes left, but you know what? The call line's open, Rick Stein recognition <laughs> Outline 402-479-1400. It's just an interesting question that I've never really talked to anybody about, but yeah, if uh you're a Husker fan, let Caleb and I know who you were on the sandlot that you resonate with, and that'll tell us what Husker generation you were. Well, and I, I remember even more because,
3: like, my dad coached in, in Todd, in Dodge, Nebraska. Um, that's not too far from Fremont, uh, up in that area. No, not at all. Yeah, so we, um, I remember Dodge winning four straight state championships in mm-hmm. eight man football. More than I remember Nebraska football winning their national titles. Wow. But I remember in 1997, for Halloween, because my mom's from Tennessee, and my grandfather had sent a jersey, Mm. I was Peyton Manning for Halloween in 1997. Whoa, dangerous. Two months before bad things happened to Peyton
1: Manning. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, you if if your parents were smart, they would have walked you down here and you could have been part of bull prep for the Huskers. Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> Throw a little Caleb out there.
3: I mean, here's the thing. It would not have gone a whole lot worse for me than it did for Peyton in that game. So
1: <laughs> That's true. Hey, Doug Fitzgerald, who you guys all know from One Shot, One Life, as well as the host of Drive Time Lincoln when I'm not here, and I always appreciate um him doing that. I think he's such a professional. Uh, but he says on the text line, Coach Rule is definitely going all out, and I love his focus on faith, family, and football fundamentals. Uh, there's definitely a sense of optimism here that we haven't had for decades. And I would agree. I mean, I do privately. No, no, not privately. I've probably said it publicly. I do tend to make fun of Husker fans each time there's a coaching change and then everybody gets all hopeful. Um and maybe too hopeful, but that's just natural. Like anytime you make a change and it's sports or something, A, you're going to be hopeful. You should be because that's why you make the change. Mm -hmm. And number two, um, maybe we had just got a little going down the wrong path that everybody was like all in on. It's got to be better. But I do think Doug's onto something there, that there is a new optimism because of the way – It's all happening. Um, That is real optimism for Husker fans to be excited because, like you said, they're going out, um, being real people, engaging with real Nebraskans, and really making an attempt to do that. And I personally think Nebraskans appreciate that.
3: I think there's twofold for the optimism. There's the, the political side that, what do we see as soon as any new president is elected? Yeah. That's probably the highest their approval ratings ever got. Everything's going to be, gonna be great. Yeah. yeah, so so you have the immediacy of its new honeymoon period, uh all of the optimism being as part of that, but I think the second part is like Doug said and like we talked about in the first the uh, first half hour is that the way we're seeing them go about their business over their first two months on the job. Um, and we'll hear from Matt Rule this coming uh, Wednesday for the regular signing day, and then we're going to get into some spring ball practices here in the next couple months, and then um, April 22nd, is that the date we have written up there? It yep. is. April 22nd is will be the spring game. So we'll see over a 100 scholarship guys if they're all still part of the program at that point. Um, we'll learn over the next few months what what that looks like. But watching this staff over the first two months Plus, still being in the honeymoon period, it's like, okay, you just got married, and he's doing the dishes and laundry and and walking the dog. It's like, okay, so so
1: he's all in on this right now too. Approval rating extremely high. Right, right, yeah, no, I mean, it's like I said, I mean, it pulled me out of my uh, comfort zone to be like, I'm gonna make a comment about it on Twitter, <laughs> and uh, and I mean it. It's exciting for everybody, and I think Nebraska could use it. Uh, Sam Sharp, I see you on the Rick Stein recognition text line. Yes, you can help my, my ailing golf without a doubt. Uh, sharpgolf.net. Maybe I'll check it out. Uh, it's <laughs> you never know what you're going to find on radio. And Debbie? Debbie giving you a shout out on the Rich text line.
3: Debbie's awesome. She is, and there's a reason she's in there as number one. Debbie. Yeah. Um. She she is always reliable on what Chats you hide Wednesday on the morning show to to come in, bust our chops a little bit if she has to. Yeah. But- but, yeah, Debbie's fantastic in the morning and the afternoons for you. My guess, yeah, she Mount is.
1: Ru- she is on the Mount Rushmore of our listeners, I think, across I all shows. I would agree. She calls into my show quite a bit, and she always has good thoughts. And my guess is is she's given two thumbs up on the way Matt Rule's staff is handling Husker football as well. Yeah. You know, I had an interesting conversation that I think you'd find interesting uh, with a former Husker athlete who I should have said, hey, can I mention this on air? So I can't say the name, but... Yesterday, it was just a chance encounter at a coffee shop, and uh, number one, um, they're about five years removed from playing, um, but had a really prolific career at Nebraska, and hadn't seen him for a long time, so we're just catching up, and obviously, different generations, right? We we talked NIL. Just, Jordan Camp. No. No. No, you're not going to get this one. <laughs> you won't get this one. You, after the show, you're going to go, it's an easy one to get, but you won't get it. I don't think well i greens in town no I five
3: years removed from playing I, I know but I don't know no, no. So, so that's why I went like Western camp but then I was like yeah. well wait a minute i green he was just on sports nightly last night
1: right <laughs> no this is just chance encounter of people at the coffee shop anyway I thought it was interesting because it's just one of those things that um, because I think people know I've worked around sports over the years and stuff like that um, helping out different athletes different schools Um and nil is still very new, mm-hmm. and so you know, just one year you graduate from college, that opportunity wasn't there, and then the very next year, all the juniors, sophomores, and freshmen that you yeah. played with, it's there. It changed during my sister's
3: college tenure.
1: Yeah, and you're covering it, and my thoughts are: is just have you, have you like? What are your thoughts as everybody tries to embrace? I mean my view big on nebraska right now is nebraska's using it and handling it very well Mm -hmm. right but that's a big picture view but as you've walked around and covered what are your thoughts on just the dynamic of nil in general it's there are so many
3: different pieces to it because when you just have the broad brush of nil to me that's the same as you when you have the broad brush and some misunderstandings that happen with the transfer portal Uh um so like with, with name image likeness there are the things that I wasn't allowed to do when I was in college a decade ago right, right, is that my name couldn't be on a poster for a camp. Right. Um. And right now, like, that's absolutely, they should do that. You see basketball players do that mm-hmm. where they're hosting camps. It's really good for softball players, baseball players. Um. We couldn't do that. Yeah. Like, I could work a camp. Right. And I could get paid, just like you saw Huskers work camps.
1: Yeah, just like a part-time job, but not as a sponsor. But, but, but this, you, could, that, you could
3: not have your name officially attached to it. Um, I had a, a buddy, and I, I've told this story on The Morning Show a couple of times. I had a buddy on California that played football. He started a business with some of his friends, and it was a graphic design kind of shirt-printing business. Uh-huh. And his picture and... Name are were were on their website under founders. Okay, it did not mention his affiliation with the school at all, let alone him being a football player. He almost lost a year of eligibility from the NCAA for that. Mm. Like so, those types of things were like this. Definitely needs to get rectified. I remember for always having that first week of school um, at the for the fall semester signing away all of our name, image, likeness rights, like signing all of those papers yeah, for the NCAA. Go away. Whereas. Now, you absolutely can can do those camps. You can put your name on those. You can have the Sam Greasel basketball camp. Right, like you can have those things, and that's one hundred percent of you should have been able to do that all along. Yeah. If you wanted to start a business and be an entrepreneur, we should have been promoting young people doing that instead of hampering them and saying no, not not while you're a student athlete. Yeah. Um, now, some of the confusing parts become. Well, how much? What kind of money is out there for social media posts um, or doing ads? Uh, like, like we saw DeColdis Crawford um, do do a commercial, which got a bunch of run all over social media. So there was obviously good return on investment yeah. for that name, image, likeness deal. But what are some of the others? I know we see um, for a lot of Nebraska athletes FNBO. Mm-hmm. We we see some of those. We see the Lincoln Airport right. do do some with Nebraska volleyball players. Yeah there has to be a return on investment i think some of those deals there certainly are the confusion becomes what is the roi for the businesses that are involved with the collectives with the you you hear the commercials right here with matt davison the 1890 collective yeah what exactly is that return on investment how do those deals work is it more like a is the collective more like an agency yeah. where they're setting you up with businesses because the collectives at nebraska aren't 100% identical to the collectives at Iowa versus the collectives at Ohio State, Miami, Alabama, Texas A&M. Some of those, you show up, you're just getting paid. Yeah. Now, that might be the way it works for Nebraska's too, but what are those dollar amounts? What? Because if you're a, a savvy business owner, you want a return on investment. Sure. Now, you might gauge that return on investment differently. It might be the fact that you have access that, some, that you wouldn't have previously had. That might be the return you're looking for. But there's so much confusion on it because there aren't the guardrails. It's very much see what you can get away with and apologize later. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, it's, that, that's listen, where the field is right it, yeah, now. Yeah.
1: It's, it is the wild, wild west. And I, it's, uh, no matter your take on it, it's not, it, it is here. And I don't, I think that it can spam the gamut of very nefarious to very above board. And, uh, in the end, listen, I've always said, I think that, you know, when you're around, any level of college athletics um the young people are essentially doing a part-time job Mm -hmm. on top of their um school and i've always had a problem with that you know somebody say with a region scholarship and this that could do work study and get paid for that and have a second job somewhere else and get paid for that and so you know why can't the athletes essentially have a stipend that's accompanied to the time Mm -hmm. they put in and so i i definitely think that um it's a step in the right direction to rectify that. I also think, societal wise, as you made a point, there's no way, shape, or form, folks, that as we, it is a part, you know, even though it's big time in this case, sports, it's still part of the educational process that young people should have to sign over their name, image, and likeness. Um, because they're a college athlete, right? Um, that that is not how we function as a society and a capitalistic society. And as you go into business and say you want to, you know, have your own brand for something, but you work for a company, um, and so there's been a lot of good done with it. And I think in time, right, it'll it'll um, stabilize to some level of hopefully not just pay for play, which right. people will take advantage of. Um, because, because
3: technically, that's not where you're at right now. Because the the pay for play would be the university paying the correct, student
1: Correct, correct. But you know, big big boosters, big oh, for people sure. that care, and you know, just how we know that can happen. But in the end of the day, it's just another challenge that student athletes have to negotiate, as well as companies boosters athletic Mm -hmm. departments and and I just find it interesting because a lot has changed in a very short time in college athletics really I mean it almost seems like transfer portal you know, boom! One year and 365 days later, you know, nil, and and those are major changes that have occurred yeah. in sports.
3: And in the in the thing on the transfer portal that gets confusing is for a lot of people, they they when they talk about the transfer portal, it's as it's as if it's this brand new thing. Transfers right. have always They've been a always thing. been there. The only thing that really changed was the transfer portal came about as a specific database. Right. I talk about it like this: it Scott Frost went to decide to transfer from Stanford. He would have shown up in a database as opposed to just getting in touch with a with coach. with with a coach yes. at Nebraska. Yeah, it's so, always uh, been there. So everyone would have would have seen that it was there. Now a few years ago, you have that on top of the one time transfer rule right. going into effect. Right. So it's all just built on itself in such a short time. Plus the extra year of COVID eligibility. Oh yeah. So you have all of these <laughs> things happening at once. Yeah. It's so impossible at the at the yeah. moment to get a good gauge on. What any of these things would do on their own right. When you mix all of them together It's this crazy cocktail of I don't know what's happening in college athletics
1: Yeah, Well, they're dealing with it That's what they're doing And, and I think that uh, with regard to uh, Moves going on as As we've been discussing with Matt Rule It's a very exciting time for Husker football fans And just in general Sports fans in Nebraska. I mean, we have a lot of good programs here. I think it's great uh, Ryan Helds at Kearney. I mean, I could just mm-hmm. go on and on. Jeff Jamrog at Midland. I mean,
2: there's a lot of great opportunities for you. Wind chills will be in the single digits for most of the day on Saturday. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Jessica Blum.
0: You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on and 993 KLIN. All right, folks.
1: We got about a minute left. Uh, Caleb, thanks for coming in and producing. Are you producing next week too? Are we bumping um, around?
3: So Mark Vale's going to be in, I believe, for Monday through Thursday, and I'll be back next Friday. I'll have with to you.
1: watch it with Mark Vail in here. Yeah,
3: you will. You're going to have to be on your best behavior for
1: sure. <laughs> well, that'll be fun. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do another uh, type deal like this because it's kind of fun for me. And as I always like to say, we we always like to talk our sports here in Nebraska. Hey, folks. Uh, Looks like decent weather for the middle of winter this weekend. Not 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 perfect. It's gonna get a little colder, but um be safe, enjoy it, and um hope you enjoyed today's edition where we did a little bit of politics and we did a lot talking about Husker culture and the excitement around Husker football. So we'll go with that. It is fourteen hundred ninety-nine three.